0: You are now listening to Out of the Blank.
1: Well, welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Jesse Landers
0: oh yeah how's it going nice to be here man thanks
1: for having me pumped up guest i like it jesse (laughs) tell me a little bit about yourself and if you want what you do professionally
0: yeah i'm uh i'm in news um i i grew up uh on the east coast in uh new york and now i'm out on the west coast in california um which was a realized dream that i had from ever since i was a kid so we can get into that at some point. That's the whole East Coast lifestyle. I'm
1: on the East Coast right now, and everybody always talks about moving to like California or Hollywood. I'm yep. like, dude, I just want to live out in the mountains somewhere where nobody can bother me. You must be a snowboarder then. I've been snowboarding, and I've hurt myself pretty bad, but it's
0: fun. Okay. I was going to say that's I, – I mean, I snowboard too, and that's sort of the mentality I like where it's like, yeah, go go out to the mountains, get away from people for a bit. I, dude, I love the
1: smell. Like when I walk out my front porch, I'm in Ocean City, Maryland. So as soon as I walk out onto my front porch, I'm getting hit with a wave of salt water. So it's like you're smelling all of it. You're like, oh, this is beautiful. But I'm like, I want to smell the trees, man. I want to freaking see yellow snow and all that shit that people <laughs> used to warn me about when I was a
0: kid. I, I got enough of the snow and the trees and stuff. Um, before I like Right before I came out here to California, I was going to school up in Plattsburgh, New York. Uh, right across from Burlington, Vermont, so pretty much like the M- New York right before you hit Canada. <laughs>
1: But that's not even the good cold either. In New York, that's like the brutal cold. Like people are yeah. coughing up lungs while smoking another cigarette. You're just sitting there like.
0: So you got a drink to survive just the uh, temperatures, you know. <laughs> it's not one of those movie
1: moments where you see Bambi and it's like you see the snow just drip off a pine tree. It's more like you just see people getting punched in the face and ordering pastrami sandwiches.
0: Bambi is gonna be a fucking icicle. It's exactly. Like what you're gonna see up in that area. So yeah, I had enough of that, and I was like, I need, I need a change, and within my company like i said i started working for news and have always been into like media um video production uh editing audio that kind of stuff and podcasting which you know i also have my own podcast american slacker podcast Man, plug that which, sucker in there plug it. <laughs> yeah more in my one of our shirts here um me and my co- co-host and best friend matt gertz we uh have been doing this podcast since 2016 coast by coastally um just over uh the internet you know it it's uh, been a labor of love and uh yeah i am just always i always got some little media project going on it was weird cuz like i
1: you know even though if you have like 11,000 20,000 or like 30,000 followers there's like mm-hmm. still to some people you're like new i mean i had somebody reach out to me like you should interview this band i'm like sure then i reach out to their page and i noticed they have like a million something fans i'm like oh wow hold on a second. Like, who are these guys? Apparently they're pretty popular, but it's not my type of music. So I don't listen to it. So it's just like, I'll reach out to them. It's just a normal thing. It's like, when you meet a celebrity, each celebrity is going to be somebody's favorite, but like I had a few friends recommend you, um you your guys podcast uh comic oh, syndicate nice. i'll give him a plug and then um brad bumley from the coffee buzz podcast Sweet. Uh, they followed you and they were like you should hit up this guy they do some crazy topics and i'm like so what exactly when we say news what do we mean by news here besides the video editing part we talking about like you're listening to channel five news here's tom <laughs> with the weather
0: Pretty much. I've done like local, I've I've worked at three different stations all at the like local capacity. So I'm not like, I don't work at CNN or anything, you know, I'm not doing the national stuff that's seen across the board. With the stock um, markets at the bottom where you're like, everything's fucking up and down. I don't know where well, to go. Well, it's coronavirus right now, right? That's the hot topic.
1: <laughs> I had said a month before all, all this happened, before even it was seen found in China, that the toilet paper stock market, is probably the best one to invest in because it never goes up or down. And I bet you right now, it's so far up, it's probably busted through the
0: roof. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, and it's such a weird like commodity to be hoarding too. I, I wouldn't have expected that. Kudos to you for predicting. <laughs> the toilet paper you know
1: it's not the first thing though i've said so many things that end up happening later i feel like i'm foretelling things i really wish a million dollars or bob barker would be on my doorstep in like the next five minutes if that happens that would be awesome
0: throw some positive predictions my way i could use some fucking (laughs) some money some good karma you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) no problems in the world holy crap man that would be perfect
0: but no it's uh back to what you were asking you know i've worked in local news um at like smaller stations uh doing uh, i started as a production assistant which was basically you know running the teleprompter um pointing the cameras in the studio um printing out scripts and getting people coffee do you prefer
1: that over the being the face person for the um news channel
0: well actually so i'm on the behind the camera Capacity, they never put this in front that's of that's what
1: I'm camera. saying. Why don't why don't you put why are you afraid of being on actual camera? Because like I did uh communication arts in school and we had to get and do like the morning news or whatever it was for school. They always put the handsome or beautiful people up front. I'm like, he's basically fucking Ryan Reynolds,
0: like that's why he's up on screen, and I'm always <laughs> on sitting a good back on a good day, you know. But <laughs> the uh I don't know, I always like I get a little nervous in front of the camera like what we're doing right now I don't mind because it's more free form I'm not I don't have to censor myself I think that's one of the biggest things it's like I grew up in a house with a mom who had a mouth like a sailor. <laughs> I that's what people say to
1: me. They're like, "Why do you cuss so much?" I'm like, "I curse in my everyday life." Like my grandma will listen to my podcast. and am like, "You curse a lot." I'm like, "Yeah, I drop, <laughs> I drop." That's how I normally talk. She's like, "You never do it around me." I was like, "Cause you don't drop the word fuck when you're eating grandma's pancakes. It just doesn't happen."
0: Right. I mean, uh, I I have a saying. You know, I worked at, before. I worked in media. I, I worked at a summer camp for over. 10 years consecutively and they have camp appropriate and camp inappropriate so you know there's time for camp appropriate language and there's time for camp inappropriate language you don't want to be cursing in front of little five-year-olds you know
1: (laughs) thank you for clarifying that because when we talk about camp i start to think of all the movies i've seen where somebody's (laughs) you know getting inappropriately i guess exposed i would oh
0: god no see these this was not a sleepaway camp i think that's where all those antics go on now look to figure that they wouldn't put me on camera i guess because i'm
1: too ugly but so here's a picture of me next to tom holland and i want you to look at that
0: yeah i mean you got the uh, definitely a tom holland look going on man you could be a spider-man
1: I, there's so many episodes that you could find on this podcast i think like three way back in the day when that was first a giant thing my uh, buddy josiah is from uh comic syndicate threw that one out there but uh he put it up on Twitter and it got like 5,000 retweets. And I would oh, ask wow. a guest when they came on, I would be like, do you think I look like Tom Holland? People are like, no. And then I showed the picture and like, yeah. And I'm like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah, with the picture, it definitely helps. Cause I, I mean, I don't know how big Spider-Man fans they, there are out there. I know who Tom Holland is. No, nah, but... the real...
1: Spider-Man is uh, Tobey Maguire.
0: Uh, I don't know, but see, the real Spider-Man to me is an animated character that was on in the okay. 90s while I, I was it. eating cereal. That's,
1: that's perfect. <laughs> For me, he's the Xbox game, the original one, where you could just jump around swinging and saving people. I don't know I played Grandma got on top of the skyscraper, but she got up there.
0: I, uh, I played that. Or I, I don't know if it was the same one, but on GameCube, yeah, I remember an old Spider-Man game. Damn, dude, taking me back. I got real mad when they didn't put out the new one for uh, Xbox because I don't, I don't got a PlayStation.
1: So when we talk about like typical things, um, like maybe in your workforce, like, don't you see as the kind of the best job to get is probably the producing part because it's just kind of doing what you know. I mean, I feel like there's some people kind of relying on you to be able to get your stuff done, but you already know how to work with technology in such a way. Like I feel like when the camera's on you, for instance, if you fuck up, it's there. It's live. It's on thing. Cause I remember trying to read the morning announcements and I said, fuck when I forgot, because it's like, it says your first, it doesn't say you like me. It wouldn't say my first and last name, but it would say first name, last name. And I would sit there and be like, you're listening to uh, the morning announcements with, and I like stopped. And I was like, that's me i was like Robertson. robertson that's my last name and then everyone's like you forgot your fucking last name i was like it's hard to input the words in there when the screen's moving you got jimmy over there toss where'd he get the yo-yo i don't know
0: <laughs> you getting a ron burgundy moment going on who put a fucking question mark on the teleprompter
1: it's like, you see like in scary movie where they were typing up the thing to put on the prompter. Like I've been banging his wife for 10 years after I've been cleaning up for Mr. <laughs> Jenkins for
0: 25. It's like, right? damn, don't want to piss off the teleprompter guy. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of like, I, I definitely have, I have more creative control in say like my podcast and, you know, being the face of that, doing like my YouTube with my, with my co host um, we can pretty much decide exactly how the format goes for that and what we want to do like we just did a crazy uh my april fool's day uh episode that we put out on april fools where every news story we read on our show was completely written by us we did fake promos we wrote four four fake songs for two fake bands and and completely tried to pull one over on our audience as a giant like andy kaufman style joke did anybody um fall for it That's the thing with podcasting, man. I've been almost wanting to put it out in our group and saying like, so uh, any thoughts on the April fools episode? Cause you know, that was an idea I had since January.
1: (laughs) It's like, you want to hear feedback, but you never really do. But like, you can still tell who's listening. It's like, you see the listens go up. You're just like, all right. Is anybody going to reach out? I like, I would love for a fan to reach out. I had a fan send me a picture of my shirt, like a merch shirt. I just made as an idea as kind of like a joke. And I was like, whoa like it was just it hit me with that realistic thing probably that you can probably understand like when you start to see like a lot of views on something it's like fuck we created something and it's going like that's why I'm so pro podcaster I don't think a podcast is two minutes I've seen those I don't like those especially when they try and glorify like I'm the best podcaster in all of humankind I'm like right. probably not
0: I it's think like, but- show show me that yeah it's don't like- tell me that
1: the people want to listen to a show. If you make a podcast that's just nothing but comedies that you can crack jokes on, you're going to get a good amount of audience. And then same thing with horror. If you start a horror or true crime podcast, you're immediately oh, yeah. getting fans like crazy. I had someone that was way under me and now he's catching up to me and followers. But mine's conversations oh, yeah. with people. So it's like they are sometimes can turn into an interview. They can sometimes just randomly go off on wherever. And that's where like you just find people that are listening and they kind of want to know what the world's doing. Like when you saw People Are Awesome or something on YouTube, Mm -hmm. You know, even though I try and structure off Joe Rogan, except I'm not reaching out to Elon Musk because I don't like that super truck bullshit.
0: Well, and you're not giving away elk meat. That's where you're going wrong. I don't have elk. I don't live. I live in
1: a beach town. Get you crabs. Let me tell you about a crab feast. That's a podcast. (laughs) Look up crab feast with Ryan Sickler turned into the honeydew. Dude. That podcast is Everybody's Bad Stories, and it's two comedians cracking joke on it.
0: Really? Okay, I'll have to give
1: that one a whirl. I'll send you this episode you got to look up. Um, I mentioned it to another person, and he looked it up, um, and he sent me a message back going, holy fuck. So this dude took a Salvia trip, and it's two episodes long. It was two hours each episode. He explained he lived a life in Alaska for like 20-something years, <laughs> but it was only 20 seconds in real time. Like, it's
0: crazy. Oh, yeah. His brain slowed the fuck down. Yeah, it's
1: like <laughs> that drug and uh, Judge or whatever is Judge or Dredd.
0: Inception, where you're like a dream within a dream, and everything's slowing down. If
1: Leonardo
0: DiCaprio is there, I'll take it. It's like I was a company man for 80 years at a tire factory and now I'm back here I don't know what to do with myself That's
1: what he said he was like I worked at at an apple orchard everyone knew me and I was the manager and I managed that thing for four years and I didn't give a shit until the fourth year in where I started being like I guess this is my life now And I'm like It's a
0: pretty pretty sweet life I I, I
1: take that sounds calm Well, for the first four years, he knew he was on salvia. He's like, this is all fake. My brain's just creating this. And then he was checking the doctor's drawers and all these stuff. Cause what happened was his brain threw him on a boat and said he got knocked unconscious. And then he lost some of his memory. And that's why he woke up like that. And his friends brought him to the doctor and he's checking all the drawers and everything, like all the little notepads you would think wouldn't have anything on it or something. They were all perfectly filled out. Like that made me think of if you go into a coma, does your brain create that false thing and literally go straight into detail to make sure you don't realize that you're in a coma?
0: Yeah, it's like almost your brain waves uh, messing with you and giving you sort of false dreams. Uh, and not I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> I, I mean, like I, I smoke a lot of weed and <laughs> I don't dream at all. And that's the way I prefer it because I don't want to fucking star in Inception when I'm trying to take a rest. So I'd assume like if you're in a coma, yeah, after a while, your brain's going to start making shit up. And you, don't, we, you don't really dream? Oh no, I try not to.
1: I I didn't know that was something you can try not to do. I'm an insomniac, so like I barely ah. get sleep, but when I get like I'll get a good 30 minutes that 30 minutes feels like 20 something hours like i'll wake up like fucking where am i where am i and i'll like be putting on a shirt for work or something like my mom's like you just got home i was like what are you talking about i'm tripping right now i got drool all over the side of my face
0: yeah lack of sleep will do that yeah i mean i only do like what six six hours i think seven hours max like a night and stuff because i i with news i work like really weird hours but yeah I, I mean, I, I've had injuries like throughout my body from snowboarding, sports, all that kind of stuff. And with sleep, uh, cannabis definitely helps in terms of that. And yeah, a side effect of that is you don't really have dreams if you get stoned before you go to bed. So I've
1: I've had that experience. i mostly, I, I get so stoned. I try and go to bed to make sure I don't, I'm not stoned anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to end it too. I mean, that's the worst, worst case scenario. You're not going to wake up with a hangover. At least every
1: experience I've ever had with marijuana has been a bad one where you get too high to the point where you're like, I don't know how to fucking breathe right now. I don't know how to function. My eyelids won't close
0: that that's not going to leave you with a, a good taste in your mouth. If you want to put it that way, especially when you're
1: eating chips while high, I've never ever experienced a nightmare before, but that's probably the closest I can tell you about a nightmare. The crunching sound, dude, my brain thought it was glass and then I was tripping balls.
0: Yeah. That's the, you, you sounds like you're in that level where all you can do is like breathe and keep and like, Barely keep your
1: eyes open. I got locked in the bathroom for fifty minutes.
0: Oh, there you go. See, the the only time that ever happened to me was uh, when I was drinking and was forced to take vodka shots during a game of asshole. But (laughs) see, that's something when you wake up, you don't
1: remember it though. But when you do that, when you're high, you remember it
0: in excruciating
1: detail. Like I couldn't remember everything that was running through my mind, but I remember just walking by the mirror. Like I was pissing. I pissed. And then I went to go get out of the bathroom and I was in there probably a minute, making sure I wasn't in there too long. I was walking by, they have a mirror right where like the toilet is. So when you're taking a dump, you can see yourself in the mirror. And I was sitting there for like 45 minutes questioning, like, why would they do that? Why would yeah. they make it so you can stare at yourself?
0: Don't, don't get on yourself about that. Cause I would be doing the same thing higher or not. I'd be like, what was the ch- choice in the placement of this mirror?
1: it makes me want to redesign somebody's house when that happens you go into creative mode just walk out like let me tell you how you move the couch over there it's going to be better for the lighting proportions yeah the feng shui is all off clearly (laughs) bathroom an hour and
0: you come out trying to tie pennington my house (laughs) um there was a point you had made before when we were talking about um it, it was like meeting people or something uh with podcasts yeah when we were talking about guests um all the I'm always surprised with like you know we've done almost 200 episodes now of our show and every other one is a guest episode and the interesting people that you can meet through podcasting like <laughs> you're telling me
1: just Holy the shit. the
0: stories that are out there the uh, opinions and personalities that people have and the way that people are living their lives so differently from each other I think is one of the biggest takeaways that I've gotten. Do you really,
1: um, do you guys try and search for just a random person or do you guys search for someone in specific? Like, I know some people that reach out, like I'm going to get a guest. I'm going to make sure that they're like a writer or they're like a this or they're that, or they have, um, like published five comedy specials or something. I'm like, I just reach out to everybody.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there, there's those hopeful ones that you put out there and like you're big name actors and comedians and musicians and stuff like that and you hope that maybe they look at their dms on instagram (laughs) which some of them do you know uh we've we've gotten responses from uh people that we probably wouldn't have expected to write back to us Same Um, here um howie
1: spangler from Ballyhoo did my podcast oh wow Um, and then uh what do you call it brant tobler with the 31 podcast i just reached out to him recently and he followed me on instagram i was like oh, everybody's home right now, so you're definitely checking your DMs mm-hmm. like it's happening.
0: Definitely. I mean, we just had Ian Fidance on, a comedian that my co-host had gotten to see live, and then he was like, I want to really you know, get this guy on the show, and we managed to work it out and and finally have him on. Mark Forward from Letterkenny, who plays the, uh, the coach on that show, um, he was hilarious, and he was like, why do people even want to hear me? And then he went on to talk about how he got like, uh role in uh show fargo because uh jim gaffigan backed out or something like that so he ended up on like this crazy tv show we're, we're like that's why people want to fucking talk to you man like want to hear you talk like you people have this interest these interesting stories to tell we talk to these um folks who convert buses school buses into driving like houses and they go all around the country working Dude, different gigs that's a real and, thing in my yeah.
1: town, um, at least where my grandparents live out in Milford, Delaware, there's people that sell watermelons out of a school bus that they cut to look like a pickup truck. Like, <laughs> okay. and they just have a whole back thing of a school bus. It's the whole length of it just nice. filled with watermelons all in the back and they sell oh, them like God. fucking crazy.
0: That's insane. They got their, uh, their watermelon shit on lock. It sounds
1: like they also built a school it's not in the education system. It's just a school, like, because where my grandparents live, it's, like, kind of like the boondocks a little bit. It's a little Your bit out. You
0: banjos in the distance? Well, it's out in the
1: urban area, but there's no white people besides them. So mm-hmm. it's just – it's it's, like – There's just, a, you know, there's there's actually a shooting that happened um, behind my grandparents' house. They built a club. So, you know, the trailer park homes, like the mobile, not the ones that are really on wheels, but the ones that they drop into spots, like long and rectangle-like. Well, they put four of them together. They had one going, like, you know horizontal and then two going like vertical and then they had one that would go like out the back so like a little bit diagonal so they like okay. could walk away and they turned it into a club and we're hearing all these um my brother's uh, bedroom window is by where that area is and if you you know ever seen the happening where they're sitting in the thing and they can talk and hear what the person's saying all the way across the thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what you can do with my brother's room. You can hear everything that goes on at that club, like people talking and stuff, not as clear as you'd think, but like a loud scream can happen. So we're sitting there and next thing you know, all you hear is like you're hearing the loud music and everything. All you hear is bop, bop, bop. And then somebody scream, oh my God, he's dead. And then cars just hauling ass out of there. And the next thing you know, cops start rolling in. We're like, someone just died.
0: Was it run by a guy named uh, Julian and Ricky? because that sounds like some trailer <laughs> yeah, park. It boys was here. like some trailer park boy shit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, a- another, you know person, like when you were asking, how do we really go about finding or-, or deciding on who we get, a lot of times it's not about like what pers- a person's promoting or like how many followers they have. It's more about the story that they have to tell. Like we try to get people who have like a different different life than like, you know, just the nine to five or the, like, we talked to this guy named Roger Boyd, who I found via a Reddit post that someone had made about something he did, tracked him down uh, on his website, sent him an email. And then he came on the show to talk about uh, biking all over Europe and Asia with uh, while smoking weed and smuggling it across borders and shit. Yeah, see, like, I,
1: I could do the same thing, which is it's smart to do, especially if you want to get views, because people want to hear something interesting. But, like, sometimes people don't think that their story is interesting, and then you're like, hold on, what a second. Like, I talked to um, Sarah Lopito, and I'm going to make sure I get that name proper, but she was a woman welder, and I was just talking to her about welding, and I was like, how did she come across this? And she just goes, well, I mean, I got over the heroin addiction when I was in jail. I'm like, hold the fucking phone what and like I I, you had you had to back up and I was like do you feel comfortable talking about it but like people gloss over shit like that gunshot story it's interesting but that's just to me it's like it happened when I was a kid it's like not something very important I ever really bring up that was like some random thing I brought up but like that that those stories, you end up uncovering that. You're like, hold on a second. That's not normal. Like people don't do that. And then that- well,
0: yeah, it's like it's like what what is normal too, you know? Like with talking to all these different people, that's the thing I'm realizing is, you know, everyone's living their lives so differently and doing it so like uniquely, I guess, in their own way. Like get get addicted to heroin, go to jail and become a welder. Fucking bike across Europe and smuggle weed. <laughs> like People are doing it different ways, man. Same with, same with you and me. Yeah. Smuggle weed on
1: your bike unless you're putting like on the container, like in a backpack or something, because you can't he shove said, it up your ass.
0: He said some of the like border crossings were just literally like a, one dude with like a little like bar, and you just show your thing and go across. And then other times it was more intense, and he would just kind of like bury it within his stuff. But he was just on a bicycle and stuff. If you want to listen to, it, I think it's I want to say episode. I, for some reason, I was say 134, 143. Uh, Roger Boyd, the healthy stoner, as he calls himself.
1: Um, what do you uh, typically try? Like, give me a rundown of your show. Like, do you guys just try and focus on a specific topic you're thinking about during the day? Is it kind of random? Do you just choose to let it focus on your guests the whole time?
0: So when we do a guest episode, we definitely focus on the guest. We're talking to them about their experiences. Um, we're more recently, we're trying to talk more about how they felt and like how they feel, um, to sort of bring out the emotion. And that's something that, that's a perspective that you're not going to get anywhere else. Like if you are a rock star and you're standing on stage for your first show and I ask you, how does that, like, what did you feel in that moment? That's something only you can tell me. So we're trying to like dig in with our guests for sure. But with our, We flip flop back and forth. We have our guest interviews and then we have our what we call regular episodes. Um, For those, we start out with uh, bizarre news, which is usually like a Sasquatch sighting or like someone burning down their house while trying to like kill a bee's nest. You ever seen Dr.
1: Drew After Dark? No. Dude, you got. Have you ever seen your mom's house podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they did a podcast with Dr. Drew where they're just mm-hmm. like, it's like love line back in the day where people would call in and they'd ask a bunch of sexual things. Like, okay. Yeah. It, for some reason, like uh, the one I listened to today, the guy's like, I, when I cross my legs is the only time I can come like, that's just a random uh-huh. thing. So he's trying to diagnose and everything. There's a video of a dude shoving a bike um, handlebar up his butt and it's just hey, on I'm- the street of Sandy or uh, San Francisco, just like homeless <laughs> population. Not too far from me. <laughs> so that's out didn't, there. I didn't know I could go get a free show. That's your that's your strange news on your next uh, episode. You can toss out just
0: right, and we always like start our weird news with a little bit of weed news. That's uh, my little line that I do. And our first story is always some sort of update about um, either cannabis in the world or uh, states that may be changing a law or some sort of like a traffic stop that happened that like is being reviewed by the Supreme Court or you know whatever it may be. We always try and update people a little bit. Um, To just demystify weed a little bit and give people who might not be exposed to it, I guess, the perspective from someone who is. um. Yeah,
1: I mean, I have family members that are all into it. It's just not for me. Mostly because the only time I've ever smoked was with them, and Mm -hmm. they're the type that's in the morning at Mm -hmm. lunch at dinner is it wearing off midnight snack on a
0: bagel you can eat pizza and (laughs) it's yeah like it's
1: it's basically like it's 24 7 it's never not that and then when i try and keep up with them when i barely do it it's like you get so plastered out of your mind where you're just like i don't know how to start breathing again and i'm pretty sure my car is talking to me well,
0: i'm trying to see yeah i don't know if you've seen the little new little dickie show dave but uh he was he was saying the same thing in one of the episodes they were offering him weed and he's like no no if i have that right now you know i'm gonna be passed out it's i treat it more like a wine a wine at the end of the day you know
1: this song too high is literally my high that's what go. it was like for me like you know <laughs> you get stuck looking at the mirror and the next you you're on the toilet just jacking it and the next thing you know you're <laughs> just like can't even function i'm like that's and basically, then the afternoon's gone like, man, it's like wait a minute did i leave those chicken tenders in the oven i I don't
0: know yeah and i mean that's i guess that's the biggest thing too is um kind of finding that middle ground where it's like yeah if people are interested in it and if it helps them medicinally cool if they have no interest in it sweet um, let's just, I guess, stop locking people in cages. For- that's
1: what I'm saying. I'm I'm actually pro marijuana, even though I don't like it. I'm just saying it's not for me, but I understand where it helps people because I've seen it overcome with medical things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, all these other types of things helps. And, you know, PTSD. That's a big one. I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of people down here are suffering from depression. You smoke a joint or something, you know, they're good. I'm like, that's way better than a pill. I had yeah. some person the other day message me saying, like, it came from a doctor's thing. It's this doctor's thing. Trust a doctor for you years of information went into it i'm like doctors aren't in the good light right now um yeah, mostly that's... because all the articles coming out with big pharma and all that you were not going to toss that uh, and the
0: opioid epidemic in the country i, I mean that's figure uh, out we're that, running by a corrupt system yeah there's i mean there's a lot of um improvements that could be made because there's a lot of money being made right now off of people's health and well-being you can see kind of with coronavirus we're not exactly set up for the uh for the right stuff but on our show, we we don't go that deep into it. I would say we don't. Um, we're not trying to depress people. We actually started our show in twenty sixteen um, amidst the like uh, Trump Clinton election, and we just want we were like we need to give people like something that they can laugh at other than like, rather than like going at each other's throats, which is what it felt like at that point in time. So it was really important for us to say like we'll talk about anything except politics. like That's the only thing we're not going to cover on our show.
1: Shout out to Bill Smith who did the podcast uh, a few episodes back. He freaking hit every freaking topic that is stigmatized to ever talk about. It's. Oh, nice. I told him that. I was like, the reason why we stigmatize it is like it's, it's we we let we let that happen don't let a word be stigmatized you want to talk about a certain topic don't argue over it just you know say okay just understand each other's points and you yeah. talked about religion talked about politics talked about government talked about all these things he was interested in and i just flowed with it i mean yeah. i'm that type of guy it's just it's so easy just to have a conversation, but like even you probably know, reaching out to guests, not hearing back or something. I reach yeah. out to people and we talk about the wide variety of guests. Mm-hmm. I get people are like, why are you reaching out to me? I get the common answer. Like, why me? You know, are you trying, what, what's, what's, what are you running here? Are you trying to make fun of me? It's like, no, I just want to have a of conversation. Scam, yeah. Yeah. And then some person owned a farm, an actual legit mushroom farm. I reached out to her. She was like, I can give you 30 minutes. That's it. I was like, my show's an hour. And it can be longer. It can go two, three hours, depending on right. conversation. And she goes, I can give you 30 minutes on this day. I'm like, I'm good. I don't have time that day. And she goes, well, fuck you. I don't want to be on it anyway. And then it started going off. I mean, paragraph I, think you, paragraph I think you saved
0: yourself an hour there. I was like, damn, I need to start venting these people before I get them on here. Shit. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't gotten so much of the negative response. It's more than no response at all. If if it's like it, not a positive one. It's kind of like we put it out there or maybe you'll get the, yeah, that'd be fun. And then you hear nothing back. And it's like, all right. I was serious, but, uh, if, if you aren't, then fuck it. You know, I got, I got other people that, that are interested.
1: I just, I mean, the wide variety of topics too. Like I saw like your recent photo you had, like, it was like a chimp smoking a joint or something and like 50 million <laughs> other things going on at once. I'm like, is that yeah. the April fool's episode one? Yes, sir. I was like, Jesus. I was like, what did they talk about in their podcast?
0: Yeah. So we, we, it's, it's essentially structured, um, for the regular episodes where it's just myself and Matt, uh in in three segments so we have that beginning bizarre news with the weed news and like the sasquatch stories weird stuff like that um then we have a suggestions segment where we're either suggesting tv uh movies music podcasts we used to do have like a video game segment in there where we'd talk about xbox and stuff like that but we found that a lot of the people listening um weren't also gamers so we kind of said all right we're gonna move away from video games even though that's something that me and matt definitely love um and we're just gonna stick to you know suggesting music pods movies um all that kind of stuff for people to get into and then the end segment um we always make up a game to play so every Hopscotch. time it's always <laughs> it's more like um I last on the april fool's episode we played the abcs of fear <laughs> like <laughs> the abcs
1: matt- of death but with fear
0: Kind of. Uh, it was like, uh, you got an A, a B, and a C fear. And I would say, what's the fear of cats? Is it A, a maxophobia? B, barophobia, or C, cynophobia? Sy- cynophobia. Yes, but that's actually the fear of dogs. I don't know what the fear of cats is. So <laughs> you got it right, but then uh, I distorted my voice. And I don't know if you've ever seen, you know Wayne's World? Yeah. So there's that scene where uh, his girlfriend turns on the TV and uh, Wayne's talking to Garth on on their show, and he's talking about the leprechaun. He's like, I'm the leprechaun! Man. And Garth's like, stop, Wayne, stop, no! That's kind of the vibe we were going for with that game. So. I,
1: I freaking love the best scene in that movie, I think, is when he's like, what are you talking about? We don't do any sponsorship, and he opens up a box of Pizza Hut and lifts it up, Shh. and then it holds us. <laughs> that was the funniest product placement I've ever seen in a movie, dude.
0: Oh, yeah. So we we always play like some sort of like game that we make up. Um, Matt sometimes will run what he calls Scorsese or Fugazi, where he'll give me like a a movie that is either some weird obscure movie or one that he just made up off the top of his head, and I have to like suss out which one's real and which one's not. Um, so we're trying. We always try and, like keep it new and fun and creative. Yeah, you, know, you know, with that last one and with the suggestions, we like to put out pods that are, you know, smaller um, bands that are more niche and like people could uh, kind of get into that way.
1: I think I'm going to start creating a segment and it's going to be called sipping sangria in the shower. Ooh. Yeah. It's like, you got to figure out person. how to
0: balance out the, the water uh, sound in the background.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's what original idea I had for this was turned into an ASMR where I was just eating like cereal in the microphone and then like it would get that like, but it was dry. So there's no milk in there. So like okay. you're eating it dry, and then you would hear like the <laughs> like the cough because you get like a raisin brand chip stuck in your mouth or something like. Oh man, that's that's
0: a skit right there. I'm telling you, I've heard.
1: Them. I I've been thinking so much about just like turning another into another podcast and just doing like comedy stuff. I, I get way more views, but this is just interesting because it introduces you to a wide variety of people. I mean, like from hot sauce people I've talked to to, I mean my 10th episode the woman was a professional arm wrestling champion and she's someone I worked with so I was like oh, wow. what you you did what like did you only train one half of your body or something she goes <laughs> yeah I won a lot of competitions and then she was like and I used to do heroin I was like hang on hang on what do you mean what do you mean she was like <laughs> you yeah some stories yeah she was like I'd do it on the weekends it was a slice of cake and I was like what no no it's not a slice of cake that's a very big deal she was like if it was there I'd do it and I was like this isn't fucking coke you can't talk about it like that
0: <laughs> yeah uh, it's that's the that's the thing like you said before you know people have these lives and they think it's just like oh whatever but it's a actually pretty interesting
1: well some people just like they want to think it's Like i can't let people know i did that and it's like let's do it let's laugh at it let's let's create some of the bad times you know when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just thinking remember in eighth grade when i called out jennifer Cristalli and said would you touch my pecker and i didn't really know what i meant i regret that because the whole class made fun of me it's like talk about those bad times that you always think about late at night let's 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 laugh at the pain and make it go away that's the whole point of like ryan sickler's podcast uh, the crab feast or the honeydew and it's it's so inspiring to do which i you know try and create my own show with it too you know i let the guest feel like a host as well i think that's important if you want a
0: bad story i got a bad story for I you i would like to hear a bad story. so i was uh i told you how i was going to school up in upstate new york and plattsburgh across from um burlington yes. vermont um So I was, uh, at a party, uh, one night after coming back from downtown had like, I was dressed up a little bit nicer that night. I had like a, uh, like a suit jacket type of thing on and, um, had my ID and my phone in the breast pocket of this jacket. I go to the house party. I go and I take off my coat. I ask the homeowner, Hey, can I put this behind the bar so that, you know, I don't have to carry around my coat, put it behind the bar don't think anything really of it. Um by the end of the party I grab my coat, I go to leave, I get back home. I can't find my uh cell phone. Did you pick up like, the wrong coat? No, it was my coat. Cell phone was just gone. Damn. I was like a little drunk, you know, and had walked home. It's uh it wasn't like a big town or anything like that. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go to sleep. and Then my girlfriend's sleeping next to me in my room and about like Few hours a few hours later, probably like one one in the morning or something, uh, she gets a text message from me. I'm asleep next to her. So she hits me and goes, Who the fuck are you trying to text right now? <laughs> and I go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. She and she shows me her phone with texts from me coming in as she's holding it up, showing it to me. I'm like, What the fuck is this about? We figure out my phone had been stolen out of my uh, Uh, pocket of my jacket and now this guy was texting her trying to get nude pictures from her pretending to be me
1: did you have in your phone my girlfriend is that how he knew
0: Uh, yeah i think i had her as like my love or something like that or her name with a heart or something something to to signify that um so i take her phone immediately start fucking calling my own phone, blowing it up with all cap sex. Where are you, motherfucker? I'm going to come fucking find you, motherfucker. She'd be like, like,
1: yo, let's go. Let's do it. Where do you want to meet? And then you would have met him and then beat his ass.
0: Yeah, that probably would have been the smarter thing, but I was pretty heated at the moment. I just woke up half drunk to my shit being stolen and someone trying to get nude pictures of my girlfriend. I wanted to kick some fucking ass. So (laughs) I was like- I understand
1: that because I've been to the movies and someone has had a bag of sun chips and you're like, that's the crinkliest fucking bag you could possibly ever bring into a movie theater. So you're like- Yeah, multiply
0: that times like a thousand because I wanted to roll up and fucking, I could have ripped down a motherfucker's house with my bare hands that day. Um, he starts fucking around with me, uh, via text message and, and ends up giving me an address. I go to the cul-de-sac where the address is. And he says, Oh, I put the phone in the mailbox, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, dude, how are you texting me from the phone if it's supposedly in the mailbox? So I knew I was being fucked with hard. Um, I didn't even call the cops or anything. I just called Verizon canceled my phone. I, I was like, you know what? Fuck this fucker. Um, he can just have like a dead phone for all I give a shit, you know, cut my losses. Uh, a few weeks go by and I'm sitting up in my, my apartment and my roommate comes in and goes, Hey, Jesse border patrols in the front yard asking for you. And I was like, excuse me. Uh, cause like, as we know, I'm a connoisseur of cannabis and you know, anytime that, A federal officer is looking for you you pretty much shit your pants immediately
1: i'd shit (laughs) my pants if i wasn't high so
0: so i walk down to the front yard um i meet this very nice gentleman eventually i come to find out um who's in a border patrol uniform and he goes hey hello mr landers have you uh given anyone your id and actually that day i was like looking for it because i was like where the fuck is my id i need to go buy beer and i don't have fucking id um and i told him you know actually i'm looking for it i thought i dropped it somewhere like behind my dresser or something and he pulls it out of his pocket and shows it to me and i go how the fuck did you get my id and he goes that's what we're trying to figure out too (laughs) holy shit so i go well does it have anything to do with the piece of shit scumbag that stole my fucking phone and tried to get nude pictures from my goddamn girlfriend the other day? And he goes, was your, when was your phone stolen? I told him the date it was stolen. And he goes, yeah, I think we can put together what happened with, with all this now. So this motherfucker stole not only my phone, but my enhanced driver's license, tried to take it through the border into Canada, pretending to be me. He got popped by Border Patrol and now has got a felony for trying to impersonate someone and go through a federal fucking checkpoint with a stolen identification. I just
1: picture the guy looking at the ID and then looking at the guy and being like the dude's like like I don't know his Spanish or something. I He's saw like a picture Asian. of
0: him. Looks fucking nothing like me. <laughs> so like this says dumbass. you
1: have blue eyes, not yeah. that you're sixty-five years old.
0: I am six foot two, two hundred and like ten pounds. Like I'm a pretty fucking big dude. Like and I'm 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 a doofy looking motherfucker. I, I have headphones on right now, but these ears are like goddamn Dumbo. Like I have pretty distinct fucking features, you know. So this dumbass gets fucking bu- busted. He goes to one of the uh, New York State fucking penitentiaries. I end up getting searched every time I go into fucking Canada now because this dick stole my goddamn license and tried to be me. Uh, I went to a Tyler, the creator concert in Montreal and they're like, you have to pull over over here when you do an additional search. I'm like, God damn it. This fuckers gonna like get me flagged
1: in Canada for the rest of my life. I don't have anything like that insane. That is fucking nuts, but it's a good story. But,
0: Thank you. I, At least I got that out of it, right?
1: One with um, so my grandparents' house. I was telling you about. Uh, they have a since they're out in the country, they have like a little. Well, I guess you would say a giant, maybe like thick as a tree, um, sized electric pole. Where that's where they get their power from. It's a little tiny, like looks like a little street light on top of it. Um, okay. It's that that connects to the main power line, but it's like in the middle of their yard. So it's like the middle of the night. I'm like 14, 15 years old, and all you hear is a uh, my my room is right by where the highway is it's just one giant not really a highway but like our back road you would say it's just it's where cars go so occasionally you see the lights come through the blinds or whatever one time i see the lights and usually they pass through the blinds and it's over with This got brighter and brighter. I'm like, is somebody like in our fucking yard? And you can't. (laughs) If you pull in the driveway, there's no way the lights can beam straight into my window. You have to be on the ground, like over the ditch and get. And then you see like the lights going right into my room. So I was like, yeah, I'm about they're about to come right through the fucking window. And I like get up and look out. They hit the fucking pole that is out in our yard. Like, the truck crashed right into it, slammed the whole front end in. I'm like, oh, my God. So I get out of my room in my grandparents' rooms right there. Freaking open up the door. Grandpa, underwear, tighty-whitey, shotgun. I'm like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> he goes out. Next thing you know, like, not even like an hour later, we have cops all over our lawn and everything. The guys that hit the thing ran away. We're thinking drunk driver. No, dude. Probably. Illegal immigrants. Uh, dude, it became a big thing. A bunch of them came that- down
0: here. That, that happened with uh, like a, a number of years back. I was in high school, so it was probably like 05 or 04, but my friend had, had an S10 that he, uh, you know, he bagged out and he was like, his truck and shit like that, same fucking thing happened. he got wrecked into. The dude ran and found out that uh, he didn't have insurance because he wasn't a citizen or didn't have a visa or something like that. It's like, fuck, dude. I've never really had
1: anybody scam me before, but I remember my great-grandfather, he was like 94 years old at the time. Um, he got a call from some dude impersonating my dad like those fake collect calls like hi is this jane no well maybe you can help me it's like i if you're looking for fucking jane i definitely can't help you i'm (laughs) on the shitter stop calling me when i'm on the shitter and um well, my great grandfather got a call and it was a dude impersonating my dad, like, hey, I'm in jail. I need you to send me $10,000 or something like that. And um, my dad ended up telling me about it later. He's like, yeah. And he sent the money in and we never found the guy and never heard back from him. And I'm like, damn, dude. Like, I think he was trying to help. And then, like, every time we saw him before he passed away, he was like, yeah. remember that time I sent you 10 grand to get you out of jail? And my dad's like, it wasn't fucking me. And then he's oh, like, all man. right. When am I going to get that money back? Like,
0: jeez, that's yeah. And you know, it's the old, older people who are more susceptible to that shit. My, my grandma, when she was still alive, she was getting targeted with the same shit. There was some like email scam going on. And my mom works as, a net, as she worked as network security at IBM for a number of years and she was like stop grandma like this mom this isn't the fucking this isn't some prince about to give you 10 million
1: fucking gold or whatever the weird part about my great-grandfather was is that he's not dumb he just can't fucking hear so his ears were like you had to scream at him for him to him so he was probably answering the phone he'd be like what right you want okay Sending it like he's not dumb or anything. It's just if he could yeah. actually had normal hearing, you probably could tell. But you know, there's some crazy like those, those types of stories. Those moments like people can all like, well, oh, holy shit, too, when they listen to it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and it's the it's the older people like with not not that they're I mean our generation's a lot more tech savvy. Let's face it. So I, it's funny on our April Fools episode we talked about someone getting catfished for like a ton of money. It was a made up story that we did for the April Fools one because then we ended up switching us out with a different pair of podcasters and it's like we'd never catfish you guys but um that's like the Have you ever been catfished no uh, you know it's funny i do know friends of mine well maybe i haven't i never knew but <laughs> i do know friends of mine who made a fake profile and were doing that two guys in our town as a joke. I
1: got fucking catfished once for like really? I think it was like three or four months hot ass girl not anything like super supermodel status but like a girl that obviously lived in my area but it wasn't her Okay, like, so I'm like, like I'm, you could see there's uh, pictures of my shit. town and stuff and obviously things okay. in nearby in a rival school she apparently lived like a maybe a good half hour away so okay. I kept setting up things and I'm working I mean I'm an insomniac so my brain at certain points during the day is like completely dead so I was doing 12-hour shifts and then going to the gym at night, working out for like three hours, and then going home, playing Xbox, and get like an hour of sleep. I mean, my breakfast was three 20-ounce Red Bulls and a bag of Skittles on my way to work. And then when I got there, I killed more. Oh, no, your heart's going to
0: explode. Yeah.
1: My brother's girlfriend's like, You're gonna die. I'm like, I'm 17 years old, I can do whatever though. Fuck, I'm invincible. Um, yeah, like it's like I got hit by a jet ski, so that proved it. But um, <laughs> oh god, but like, uh, I got catfished for so I it was like a couple months, and then I was like, Look, every time we try and hang out, we have all these plans to get set up, you fucking bail out, and the next thing you know, like she, dude, it's been so five, six years, I still get messages from that fucking account. I blocked it on so many different things and I'm constantly getting messages from other accounts. So I'm like block, block block and then my buddy hit me up and he goes hey do you know this girl well i'm starting to date her and she wanted me to make sure i checked in with you first and i was like bro she ain't fucking real and i it's just like, like have you seen her like, like in real sh- life did you know that to actually date somebody you need to meet them in person so like eventually i was just like this is fucking weird and stop talking to it yeah i still get gonna, messages today
0: he's gonna be in like a her situation where you know he's falling in love with his iphone essentially
1: okay what's your worst death experience?
0: Like. Well, I'm still alive, so I haven't had one yet. Near death. Not looking forward to. Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean, I fuck, I fucked myself up a couple of times. I mean, I I snowboarded um a lot when I was younger. Nail uh, gun to the head. Oh yeah, no the uh I went off a jump and it was the weirdest thing because I I wasn't wearing a helmet. Kids, wear your fucking helmets. Uh, <laughs> I went off the jump. I remember like blinking, like closing my eyes to blink, and when I opened my eyes again. I was on the ground and my friends had pulled me off to the side of like the landing area. You you got knocked the fuck out. Yep. And uh, it was just weird to lose the time between like when I jumped and like when I was on the ground. Uh, So I think I got a minor concussion that time. No near death or anything like that. You know, I
1: I probably had three that I can think of, but I don't like snowboarding. it's, It's funny that you were mentioning snowboarding because i don't like trying to get off the lift i'm not that good at doing it when you have one foot and you have to push off with your other one just to move around yeah. and they never slow down the lift for me so like as i'm getting off that freaking lift swings around it hits me right in the back of the head dude it's clocked yep. me so many fucking times i'm like you just slow it down you see i'm doing the same hill over and over again you gotta like,
0: give them the like the hands going down gesture like yeah, slow
1: it, slow it. if you get fucking decked by a toddler dude i got decked by like 11 year old man my freaking legs out right from under me with his board like he f- went to go because you're supposed to fall on your butt or whatever like stick your arms out yeah. like iron man they say and like try and lean back he did that and he was going way too fast and flipped back and his legs hit so he hit his butt on the ice and his legs came okay. up and i'm facing yep. downwards like at the hill and i just look like look to the side and i just see this board hit me right in the back like where like the, like right below your ass or your thighs are fucking throwing me down the mountain dude i was like skidding my face against the ground and shit
0: they're like little cannonballs those fuckers they could go quick enough
1: the reason why i hate ice skating because there's always some little kid that thinks he's better than everybody going backwards and shit i'm like you get your ass over here and take you
0: down (laughs) see i you know i took my girlfriend snowboarding for the first time ever in her life uh this year but like right before all the corona stuff happened I, i we drove out to reno through the donner pass and all that which was really fucking cool to drive through um but yeah she spent most of the day on her ass and that was her biggest uh like fear i guess was was the ski lift i can understand it's intimidating for people especially having uh one foot out on the snowboard she's moving too many moving parts for me i was like
1: hold on a second and then like i i'm a big Afraid of heights, guy. So when I get on the lift, I'm like, let's not fucking look down. And I went, it's rickety, a little rickety. I went with my, um, a couple of my uncles. So there's the one that's like, my my cousin, he's six months younger than me. So I'm with his dad. And so we're sitting on the lift and he's like, what are you afraid of heights or something? He's like, we can put this bar down if you want. And he's like, reaching up to grab the bar. So the thing's starting to tilt forward. I'm like, don't don't (laughs) fucking dare. Like, I'm like, I'm probably like, 16 or something at the time yeah. so i'm like stop 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 he's just i'm fucking scaring me out he's like don't be scared And he's like trying to help but he's also not helping and it's like then my other uncle is uh he's my brother's dad. So me and brother okay. are half brothers he goes you guys are like the whole way up there just talking shit you guys yeah. are gonna be kissing my snow you're gonna be doing all this type of shit and like next thing you know his second time down the mountain he broke three ribs and then freaking yeah fuck. he was going way too fast dude because what happens is it didn't snow it didn't mm-hmm. snow so we didn't have fresh powder we had ice yep. basically yep. They're, they're man-made shit east I was, coast
0: ice coast man <laughs> i was
1: busting my teeth on those bad boys up in pennsylvania i mean straight up face first getting because the guy that taught me i don't know if you got lessons um, well
0: yeah when i first started i i did a number i did a number of lessons but then i eventually started teaching
1: <laughs> damn dude wish you would have taught me because like it's the same thing. The reason why I still don't know how to tie my shoes. My mom was like, teach your brother how to tie your shoes. My brother's like, if you don't get it after the first try, you're never going to learn. I'm like, well, guess oh, what? Man. I never fucking learned. But I'll um, all the way, all day. I just tuck them in, dude. Walk around. People are like, why is your lace hanging out? I'm like, I'm a But, you know, like snowboarding, the guy didn't teach me how to stop. He taught me everything but that. And the reason why was it was a small class. A couple people did not show up. It was only me and some girl. And he wanted to go with the girl down the mountain and so we all go up all three of us and i felt like a third fucking wheel and next thing you know i'm going down the mountain and the main thing to stop is like just fall on your butt so i'm trying to like every time i'm going super fast like to the point where like you're getting the speed wobbles it feels like when you're on like breaking a your fucking board. tailbone
0: each so time. i'm like ass first and just slam your
1: ass uh. like down on the ground or something but every time i started noticing he's like just dude just lean back like you're iron man I'm like okay so i would do that when i was going really fast Flip face first. The board carves in too much to the snow. I'm freaking yep, slamming yep. my jaw against edge. the ground, dude. I bit my tongue. I was like this scorpion is.
0: down the fucking mountain, like
1: coming down. My freaking uncle's hitting a one hitter in the car, and I'm like, there you go. I'm like, my grandma's sitting there eating a deli sandwich, not even paying attention to what's going on. He's in the back doing it all sneakily and stuff. She's like, you hungry? I'm like, let's fucking go home, man. Let's go to the pizza spot by the hotel.
0: it's Like my uncle's about to be hungry in like five minutes. Yeah, exactly yeah i the only time i like really bailed hard was that that one that i told you before and then i did wreck into a really old man one time coming off the ski lift butterscotch like said, candy everywhere <laughs> yeah right uh if fucking uh yard sale of candy fucking uh, i came down and it was a really steep like off of the uh ski lift and this dude was just going right in front of us just like like walking like it wasn't even in the motor like he's walking across a fucking highway
1: imagine hit
0: him like a mac truck (laughs) that would be the best
1: skit if he was holding hot chocolate and fucking just clock right and just flipped hot boom it's got
0: to go slow-mo when the hit happens but yeah my uh my one friend Flo, he never let me forget that he's like I watched you take that old man out like it was nothing. <laughs> Fucking Deck that old
1: man, dude. I've done that. Like, I've seen a small, like, maybe, like, an 11-year-old, and I was, like, 16, and he was in my way, and I really pushed him to save him from getting collided by yeah. me. Yeah, it's like you're moving so fast. And then you think like you actually got the hang of it. And then you realize you actually don't. And the next thing you know, you do something you're not supposed to do. My brother went up a rail and tried to jump off a ramp, which he wasn't ready for split his asshole open on the freaking rail, dude. He was like, I got a third butt cheek now. I'm like, dude, that is not cool, man.
0: I was I was trying to teach my sister to snowboard because she had uh my younger sister had skied for a number of years and then she wanted to you know learn to snowboard also so we were in the park one time and I was trying to like give a tutorial about how to hit a rail while also hitting a rail and was going way too fucking slow literally pretty much stopped on the rail and then went boom and just knocked the wind out of myself on the rail on the rail and fell from it
1: dude that is so painful I. I've only knocked the wind out of myself, I think, once. Um, And I was actually going to ask you this question, but this is a great segue into it. So worst playground experience. I was in sixth grade. And they have the little glider thing where you run up like where the monkey bars are. You run up and you, you hold on to it and you slide and all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. So to get up on it, you have to climb up on these rock step parts. Well, I climbed up the back of it to get a good angle on the glider, and I slipped, and there was a giant chunk of it, like the metal whatever pipe that was hanging out, went directly from my stomach into my sternum, like straight up in the middle of my stomach, like oh. all the way up my ribs, kind of like that whole chest piece, Damn. dude. I thought I died. I had yeah. the wind knocked out of me. I was like, <gasps> and it was like right in the beginning. Like Robbie was first one out the door. I got detention a lot. So this was like my first recess. I was not doing anything else. Like that minute of waiting till everybody gets outside. That's where I'll get in yeah, trouble. Yeah. And uh, that happened, dude. I remember going to the nurse and I was in so much pain. Every time I breathed, my rib hurt. And they are like, you have a bruised rib. I was like, fuck a playground with those hot ass metal slides and shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I can't think of a playground injury so much i know i knocked the wind out of myself one time pretty bad playing manhunt uh we were in we're actually in my backyard it was me and a bunch of my friends i climbed there was this tree that was on the border of like mine and my neighbor's property and i like climbed the tree and then kind of went around the back side of the tree and was like holding onto a branch above myself with my feet kind of straddling the tree and the branch i was holding just fucking snapped (laughs) and i went no! <laughs> Fell right onto my back, probably from like at least, it must have been 20 feet up or like it had to have been at least 20 feet up because I knocked the fucking wind out of myself. Uh, dude, I used to
1: be crazy climbing trees when I was like a teenager. I would right. Uh, what gra- happened to that. My grandparents lived right. I mean, in that countryside, there's like these giant trees they planted. And like 20 years later, they grew into these huge giant things. So I always knew them there when I first went over there, they were already planted and grown. So I remember climbing one and I'm like jumping on the branches and stuff. And then you hear one snap and you'd look yeah, over crack. and then like, you're good like you know what i mean you can start <laughs> jumping again i remember i climbed really high up and there was a fucking bird's nest up there dude oh, and wow. i went up there and as soon as i put my hand up I hear like the flapping of wings like like that that scared the shit out of me i let go and i freaking went back hit a branch on my back and then it like knocked me forward went oh. face first straight onto those little monkey ball things like a, a fucking going down dude Those monkey ball things, the sharp little pokers, I hit hand first on those. And then I'm like, that was the biggest pain. Like I was like, I don't care about the freaking tree cracking my tailbone. This hurts the most
0: it's the little spike balls
1: going in you're freaking tossing at people trying to get them hit i remember when snow would come and we'd play, be out in the yard we would look for those things to put in the snowball to freaking make it better you know you always look for like a chunk of ice to throw at somebody the next thing you know, somebody loses an eye
0: we're always throwing snowballs at cars that was our thing so like in upstate new york uh like we're on far enough outside of the city that we weren't like you know considered like city kids we were more rural so yeah we were on the trails throwing snowballs at cars specifically cop cars because we think it was funny to be on a cliff like 50 feet above the road and you can hit them and they can see you but they can't even get you they're gonna have to like run up a trail in three feet of snow to fucking come chase your ass for hitting their their car with a snowball so that's that's the fucking antics that we would get up to as kids i had
1: that one time I did that with like, we would always do the classic, like with the rope, you would like sit there and fake pull it. And then the cars would stop like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, um, but they're probably just laughing at you. Like, look at these people. But then like, I remember it was nighttime and it was like, we were throwing snowballs at cars. The first time ever I had done that. And My buddy, you know, there's always that one guy that goes all out and grabs one that's like 10 times the size of a normal one.
0: It's like, bro, that's a rock. That's not snow.
1: (laughs) Grandma throws it like under the legs type and throws it up like that. And it just hits this car's windshield and you heard glass. And you're like, (gasps) and I've never... I've never, like, the air went silent. I booked it and hauled ass. This person turned down our street, started going all back and forth, screaming, you motherfuckers. I'm, like, running through trees and shit. I get back into my house, just run right into my room, shut the door, lock it, turn off the lights, slip into PJs, (laughs) act like I'm sleeping in the bed. My my, my freaking family's like, what the fuck just happened? Did he have to (laughs) shit? He just ran through the house tearing my ass.
0: That that kind of thing happened but we ended up getting caught it was actually me and my uh my co-host from the podcast cuz we grew up together in the same town and we were always getting into antics together we were throwing snowballs at cars uh, near my house one time it was nice because across town there was a nice spot that we knew where like I told you before there were cliffs yeah that you could be on so that gives you enough space between you and your target that there's no issue uh doing it from near my house you could pretty much just run straight up the hill at where we were. So we heard a car coming around and we all like loaded up. There were four of us there that night. We all loaded up with the snowball, let them rip. And then as soon as we heard like, do, 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 we like hit in the car. We saw lights go on and we're like, fuck, it's a cop. (laughs) So we all start booking it into the woods. Um, I learned that you're better off running and then stopping because they'll run past you. (laughs) And, ch- and keep chasing everyone else. So I dropped by a tree and just put my hood over my head and sat by the trunk of the tree and watched the cop run right past me.
1: <laughs> you probably didn't see it. Dude. That's what he's like. Are they, or they always like the one like new cop that's trying to chase like the main guy. Like I'm going to get the motherfucker. That's the hardest to get. Cause he's got so the most to hide.
0: They ended up getting two of my friends. Uh, and so I was, I was running uh, essentially third in line. Uh, two of my friends kept going. I dropped down, sat by the tree. My The last friend of the group, I saw him passing by me. I grabbed him, pulled him down to sit next to me. We watched two of our friends get arrested, and they'd be paraded literally like 15 feet to the left of us while they were going like this with flashlights. Fucking walked right past us. We didn't get away with it, though, because they knew we all hung out together and it was literally right near my house tell me where he is
1: i don't know what do you mean you don't know i've known him for 20 years i still don't know his name
0: yeah so uh, i i of course we made it back to my house but then like i was too stupid to change my fucking jeans and when the cops showed up they're like yeah your pants are like completely soaked probably from you being out in the snow i'm guessing it's we like, used to we used to do all right, that. Batman.
1: <laughs> we used to do the ding dong ditch at like um when we go camping. And I remember we did it one time, we went to a motocross uh, or motocross race and went camping. Uh I've talked about this guy before. Is is this kid, he's a little bit younger than me. His name's Dean, but his dad was a professional motocross racer, and so was his kid. Um was getting like, you know, you know, rising up the ranks, learning it a little bit. I remember um like the first time riding a dirt bike, that whole part, like you get the whiskey throttle where like, you know, you're falling off and you hit the throttle even harder and you start to going. To and get grip. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I took it pretty carefully, but my buddy, he's born on the same day as me, but a year uh, in front of me. Okay. And so he went first freaking you know how they have the little post fence the little wood parts and there's like a line of string so you don't cross it or something right right he goes freaking crotch off the back of the dirt bike holding on to it like supermanning it oh, and no. just going it's still going hits the the string on his throat breaks the fence out of the thing wraps around into the bike making all this like breaking noise yep. so i see that happen i'm like well fuck me i have never rode a dirt bike before he's like just take it easy i'm like okay yeah, so i'm like going a little at a freaking rain re- like all, nice and two miles an hour like a grandma going around inside walmart or some shit going around the track and everything and then i lean too much to one side and the fucking thing falls over and he's like <laughs> you know i was doing it cautiously but we went on um, ding dong ditching in the trailer park and there was snow and they cleared a lot of it off the track so you could still race and everything but i remember we ding dong ditched we would run and you know we would hit it, whatever, knock on their camper, and then we'd run off. And some of them, like the RVs, had the you know the doorbell or something. And I remember doing that, and they tracked our fucking snow prints back to a, my freaking campsite. And we thought about that, too. We would try and cross over our tracks like it was somebody else or go to the bathrooms and make it look like it was somebody. No, nah, they they still they, – they're like, you're the only ones here that are around 15, 14 years old, so we know it's you guys. And it's like, damn.
0: My dad gotcha. was just
1: like, come on, dude, I'm trying to enjoy fucking – bonfire right now and you're freaking yeah, out right. there playing flippy do with the causing trouble with the
0: neighbors <laughs> so it, how how's your area with all the like virus shit no toilet are you paper. Yeah. That's lockdown,
1: it. all that type of good stuff. Look, I've worked out every single day for seven years and they closed down the gyms. So I do do a home workout, but I also have the key to my gym. So it's also like, I saw somebody put up a picture. It's, um, uh, what is it? Rolf from Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah. And it says when the cops catch you in the gym, when it's locked down because you have a key and then it's Rolf inside like a building and there's police <laughs> lights and he's lit up and he's like, you caught me fuck boy. And I, <laughs> it was so funny, but like, that's me. Like I'll be at two, at two o'clock in the morning at my gym or something. Yeah. And then like, I have to sit there and look out the window. Like, is there someone fucking coming right now?
0: Well, I mean, I, I was thinking about that. Cause I, yeah, all the gyms in my area are closed as well. And I was, if you're in there by yourself, or like, you know, very little social,
1: it's technically counts as a private therapy session. I've actually talked to a couple places about nice. getting a letter of recommendation saying that I need that. Cause that is right. a stress relief for me. I do suffer from depression and all that, yep. or d- just depression, depression would be the opposite. But, um, Um, the gym workouts I've done it every day for seven years and haven't missed a day and it was not going to stop for coronavirus it's just not going to happen Um, I just don't feel right without it and I've gotten try to get letters expressed that way but they just look at it like it's a if you let one pass and they all pass but if it's technically considered physical therapy by working out or therapeutic accounts right but then someone found a loophole and was like that means I can golf because that's therapy and then that throws your whole fucking thing out of whack and you're like Golfing's not a <laughs> legit. You cannot golf for a couple yeah. days. That's, that's fine. Not,
0: that's not doing like actual. I mean, like I could say like okay, mentally I can see how golf would be relaxing, therefore therapeutic. But to say that it's actually therapy, like physical therapy, yeah, no. Um, it, you know a lot of these precautions. Uh, it's cool. It's good to see that people are starting to take this shit seriously because like, uh, my girlfriend has family in Italy and that shit got hit real bad. Um. It's, like, fucking real serious over there. So, I'm happy to see that we're starting to take it seriously. I know we're supposedly a few weeks behind Italy and shit. um, But it's crazy how disruptive this has been to literally everyone's lives.
1: It's just got to run its course, man. That's what I keep telling everybody.
0: Yeah. Um, It's it's, it's a boom for Podcasting, but I have noticed that uh download numbers have dropped a little bit. you know why I that is, right? It's on their commute, right? That's
1: what it is. The commute to work is where you see a lot of people listening to podcasts. Now it's like you're home with your family. Now how hard it is to listen to a podcast when they're like, and then I fuck this shit, and then you're like, yeah, Wait. you can't hear me,
0: dick and poop while like mm-hmm. you're, you got your fucking kids running around asking to watch fucking Peppa. <laughs>
1: Peppa, Peppa the pig. <laughs> Good god. Well, I mean, it's 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 crazy times we're living in. Like I said, but you know. I got hit by a jet ski. It was my near to death experience. And then I had one when I was very little. It lasts two fucking weeks. This train of thinking will be, or I'll be changed people for two weeks after it's over. We will revert right back to old ways. It's just, it's, it's sad. It's human that's nature. nature. Yeah. yeah. It's just, we get too comfortable with things and that's fine. I mean, I was the same way when I got hit by a jet ski for two weeks afterwards, I was like, Life is so grand and beautiful. I love everything about it. The ladybugs. Oh my God, how many spots do you have? And then that <laughs> third week, I was just like, what's for fucking dinner, Chipotle? Like, that shit gives me gas. Like, If I'm you not-
0: want to w- wonder about the spots on a ladybug, you don't have to get hit by a jet ski, man. I got a guy with shrooms that could help you out, you know? <laughs> I
1: felt like I was on shrooms. I was enjoying everything. It, 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 it helps me slow down too a little bit. Like one thing yeah. I noticed about weed that I always give the praise to is that it gives you another perspective perspective on life that once you do it once, you can never undo it. Like it get, shows you that there's detail you're missing out on in your everyday life. I started noticing I was taking things really like this. I have a wood table that my computer sits on for the podcast. And I'm like rubbing the table right now. And like the, the cracks, the creases where, you know, my buddy was just carving a knife into it the time he was on my podcast for like an hour. You know, I, those, those, those are memories that are soaked into this table, like stained into objects. And this is a high thought for you. So, you know, when you pull up a seashell and you put it to your ear and you can hear the ocean, yeah. is that because the memory of the ocean is stained inside of the shell or is it just an echo that's reverberating inside of the shell? High thought.
0: I like it. I'm not even going to answer because I don't want to ruin the, the mystery of it all.
1: <laughs> Same thing with sleep. So I don't sleep at all and my buddy sleeps with his eyes open. So I started studying all about sleep. I started going into what nightmares are, what type of syndromes are, what the um, the hypnic jerk is, where you like, you know, you fall, feel like you're, yeah. So I thought of a the theory. It's not true, obviously, but it's a cool idea to kind of entertain. All right. So, you know, rapid eye movement. So yep. when your eyelids are shut, your eyes are moving around like crazy. Imagine if that is- Named port- after
0: the band REM, right?
1: I, I guess so. Maybe. I don't know. But um, uh, if with um, like the rapid eye movement, when you're sleeping, that rapid eye movement is your brain searching for an alternate doorway, like an alternate universe. You know, they always have a doorway you open up and it's like a parallel universe. That's yeah. your dream. And then when you experience a hypnic jerk is because your spirit was transferring into that one and that's what woke you up. And that's was my little theory on it. And everyone senses like, holy shit, like that would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely an interesting thought. And I'm all about exploring ideas because like, I mean, Ideas are just, you know, that's, 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 it's part of the conversation and that's how you kind of get from one place to another. Um, With, I don't know, like I've more recently in the past few years gone through a bit of a, like questioning of a lot of like religion and reality and that kind of stuff. And I've ended up at a lot of nihilistic points Where it's just sort of like, I've been there, dude, you don't have
1: to explain it. I mean, I've seen a butterfly fly across a road when I was driving one time, and it just get missed by a car. And I was like, wow, like, you know, we're just like that butterfly just barely getting missed by that car. And it was a deep thing. And then I realized that butterfly could have been hit by that fucking car would have had a totally different outlook on life. So then I just completely went back to normal.
0: But I mean, like, even the existential dread that we're just on a fucking rock spinning through space, and at any one moment, like, a star could detonate, or like a piece of space junk could fucking fall and crash into us, or, you know, who knows what our existence could just blink out. We're giant. Uh, this could all be a simulation.
1: <laughs> we're giant water balloons, dude. That's what deja yeah. vu is. It's a glitch in the simulation, it just repeats it. You're like, oh shit, I've seen that happen before.
0: And then, like, but then those are the thoughts that I get while I'm like literally like driving to work, and I'm like, shit, I'm like gonna be five minutes late to my shift, and also the world it might end at any point in fucking time. So, <laughs> I mean, there I had- was
1: a point I think last year, um, Jupiter, or was it Jupiter or either Jupiter? I think whatever one is right in front of us, um, actually saved us from a meteor.
0: Yes, actually, it's probably Jupiter. That's the one thing I say. If we're going to pray to anything, it should be Jupiter because it's saving us from a shit ton of space rocks hitting us. (laughs)
1: Yeah, there was one about to hit us around Halloween or something that was going to level this Earth like Armageddon, and it just freaking Jupiter's gravitational pull sucked it up for us. And it was like, yeah, like completely went around us. I'm like, shit happens so much that the fact that we're still here, it makes me think of alternate universes, like what happens if JFK lived or what happens if something happened, like where would we be now, like some Doc Brown back to the future shit?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, i that's probably, like, the least – I don't even want to say it this way, but, like, the least realistic way that I have of thinking in terms of, like, parallel universes and shit like that. Not that I think I can, like, physically jump, like, we're going back to the future, but, like, we exist in a timeline, obviously. Like, that's undeniable. Like, that's the one – that's the A statement that we have. We are on some sort of timeline here. Are there others? Could it be altered in some have way? You, that's,
1: th- that's, a, that's a legit scientific theory, what you just said. It's, um, I actually did a podcast before, when I was doing out of the string blank.
0: string or M theory, one of yeah, those Yeah,
1: it's cl- very, very close. But when I was doing out of the blank, I did specific topics and it was a spinoff podcast called Fill in the Blank. There's probably 70 episodes and I have like 100 on my computer. I would look up a certain article, find a bunch of information on it, could be crypted I learned all about 19th century Victorian surgery because I would just ask oh, my wow. buddies, what are you interested in? And my buddy's like 19th century Victorian surgery. I'm like, what the fuck you could have said fucking <laughs> slurpees, which we did a podcast yeah, right. on. Nice. But, um, we did Uh, my cousin, he's a, uh, my long lost cousin. He was one of the sons of my uncle. Um, that he ended up passing away when he was like, uh, 20-something of cancer, and we didn't know he had a kid, so that's why he's my long-lost cousin. But he's like 30 years old or something, and he spent this, this past summer with us, and um, he was living with me, and we started doing a podcast, and he was like, give me the theories of time. And I was like, what? So I looked up the A theory, the B theory, and the C theory. And the B theory is like, I think the one I believe in the most is because it's like, the past has happened, so it's not happening anymore. The present is happening, and the future is also still happening. And I was thinking about I was like, does that mean that, like, the War of 1812 is going on right now, which is a theory, which is, like, the, the past is happening right now. I was like, could it be in an alternate universe that there's a freaking JFK if the day he got assassinated It's happening right at the same time as we're in this universe? In terms right, like, freaking... times
0: can be essentially shifted Then your fucking eyes go cross-wide, and then you fucking don't know where you're going, Yeah, you know? Right. But then, like, it's the craziness of the idea of, like, okay, free will and anything. Like, I could end – Recording right with you right now, jump through my fucking bedroom window and run into traffic. I'm not gonna do that, but wouldn't that alter like the fucking timeline in that some goes way?
1: Back to the beginning of our podcast when I mentioned the salvia trip with that dude that I'm gonna send you the episode of. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's a video on YouTube. Daniel Tosh actually got flagged for it because he was put it on a show and they realized what happened. The dude got super high and he's just sitting on a couch with his girlfriend.
0: Oh, that's where he goes out the window. I've and seen he that jumps one. out the fucking window.
1: Like you don't know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, right. But- uh, that's that's just the thing i mean so that's like a small thing obviously that wouldn't affect much but then you go back to like say jfk being assassinated or the um during the cuban missile crisis the uh, i don't know if you're familiar with the story of the nuclear uh, submarine that almost fucking launched nukes that it was like one dude's call to be like Nah. <laughs> are you talking would've... about
1: Operation Cherry Blossoms at night or are you talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis?
0: So this was part of the Cuban Missile Crisis. I think it was a Russian sub and they lost like communication or something like that. There was some sort of breakdown in protocol where they like essentially had authority to launch a nuke, but it was the dude on the sub who was like... Made the call like don't fucking do it.
1: Yeah, um, I don't. You should look up Operation Cherry Blossoms at night. But it was six okay. months before Pearl Harbor when we won and everything. Like we bombed yeah. and we won the war. They had a planned attack to launch a submarine filled with six bombs on the uh, coast of San Francisco, filled with 150 million fleas that were filled with bubonic plague. Which would, oh, if you've ever tried to kill a flea <laughs> oh, before,
0: um, that's not fucking easy. So oh yeah, we I went through that a few infected. years ago with my cats. It's yeah. fucking. It, it drives you insane and then throwing plague on top of that. Like, like if you look up,
1: I, I always tell people like all this stuff I always talk about. I listened to the podcast when it came out with Joe Rogan and Alex Jones called Alex Jones returns three hours the of
0: nine 11 episode. It's a <laughs> it bunch episode, of stuff episode. Episode nine one one. I no, think this, is this, this one's had like on.
1: 1046 after they uh, had this okay. long argument, he comes back on for three hours and starts talking about area 51 and all this stuff. Uh, okay. Yep. He says a lot of shit. And he starts – it's too much to where you, you're like, what the f- – this guy's a madman. I said that at first too. But I work out at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I listen to probably a length of a Joe Rogan podcast while I work out. So I'm sitting there listening, and I started pausing everything he was saying every 10 minutes, and I would look up all the information he was saying. The whole thing he said about the whole space program being invented by Nazis, 100% oh, yeah. true. You can look oh, yeah. it up. Operation Cherry Blossoms at Night, Unit Seven Thirty One, he mentions those were all true things. It got me really interested into government experiments and all these other types of projects that we do. Oh yeah. And it's it goes down a long rabbit hole. I've done a lot of podcasts on it. And I think like it's nice to know these things. Like I feel like with Area 51, how that was getting so big and everyone else, like it would be so easy if the government was like, sign this waiver, whatever you see in there, it's not our liability if you go batshit nuts because we're trying to hide it from you. If you want to see it, go see it. Twenty bucks ahead, bam, there you go. Next thing you know, people would come out like, I knew it. There's fucking Christopher Walken back there. Or someone <laughs> would be like, I can't believe that happened. It's like we fucking warned you.
0: Now, what what do you think in terms of like, say you had to put down uh Cause it, it almost like, do you, first off, do you believe that we have been visited by things that were not from this planet? I believe at one point,
1: probably it might've happened that something might've came down. Do I think it's like what we always say, the little green men and stuff? No, but I, I I'm open to all ideas. I mean, technically we all came from Mars apparently. My buddy tossed, I heard of
0: that theory, my, my yeah. My
1: buddy tossed that theory out at me and I always stay open minded to everything. All you know, I I'm never finalizing. And I guess for, for
0: anyone not familiar with that, it's the idea that if there was life on Mars and that there's life on Earth, that they it's more likely that they were connected in some way rather than spawning simultaneously, you know. His idea was
1: number. that a meteor hit Mars and the particles that flew from mars somehow got sucked up into our atmosphere and that's what we evolved from like the game spore like we yeah. that just helped our evolution and i was like that could be plausible i mean i don't see there probably could be flaws in it but at the same time people think flat earth is real and it's like who's to know for a hundred percent sure the flat earth one definitely seems like a fucking load of horse shit but yeah the other just ones, based
0: like- on just based on experiments i wouldn't give personally i wouldn't give the flat earth one too much uh Credence, I guess. All Earth
1: won this too. I mean, everyone sits there and says like, Hitler's the worst person in humankind. I was like, was he? I mean, he had an idea. I'm not saying I'm pro him. I mean, Lahaim, Jewish guy right over here. Are you saying that?
0: bad people
1: can have good ideas essentially <laughs> i'm saying that he was definitely wrong in what he did but yeah. he, his train of thought was the old norwegian type thing where he was thinking about making an elite race which is what we've kind of tried to do now by trying because yeah, he was
0: into all the occult shit too He believed I mean, that
1: was... you could breed out all like it's if you ever play the walking dead the video game with lee everett and he goes yeah. by that community and it's only the strong will survive they kick oh, out all the yeah. That's what he was trying to do. Was trying to breed out and make superior genetics. See, what he
0: didn't understand was recessive genes. Well,
1: <laughs> we've done the same thing with dogs, bulldogs. They're we they the reason. If you hear the word purebred, means they're inbred. Means they don't let them bleed out of or breed out of their bloodline. We could save the bulldog's life if we just let it breed with another type of dog, yeah. and it would fix the nasal problem. Yeah, but we yeah. like the way it looks, so we let the dog suffer. Well, we've done the same and. Thing.
0: Well, now it's looks, but even and a lot of it was utility back in the day, you know, the ratting dogs, the bulldogs were actually two rile up fucking bulls. (laughs) They were bred for for aggression and all that. You just gave me a good idea for someone I gotta get on my podcast. A dog
1: breeder? No, I've had one, but I'm (laughs) I'm trying to get a luchador or one of those matadors on here. That's one I just I've talked to everybody. I think I mean, not every person, but every like type of job you think of. I think the longest time I was trying to get a funeral director on, and then in one day I got two of them on. I was like, "Holy shit!" It lines up perfectly.
0: You didn't. uh, You didn't talk to a guy named Victor, did you?
1: Victor who? Um, He's
0: he's he's no. He's out of Florida. He's actually he ran he did a Dexter podcast and he did a um, Six Feet Under podcast. And in his day job, he is a uh, I I believe mortician. Yeah. Yeah. A direct director of some, of some capacity. I,
1: I have not talked to him, but I would definitely talk to him. Yeah. I can him.
0: definitely get you his, uh, his, his. I'm in to uh,
1: talk to him. everybody, but I always want to make sure like, just so you know, I'm not going to try and talk about you for the whole entire podcast. It is straight up conversation. Like we've had, like you told me yeah. before, which made me ask questions about your podcast, about having a script and stuff. Cause you're like any scripted questions I should know. And I'm like, the name says it all. Because yeah. like, it comes off as a dick response, but I trust me, it's not
0: intended. I didn't take way. it that way. I didn't take it that way. I, when when you said that, I definitely took it more as like, it's probably closer to like what myself and Matt do with our guest episodes.
1: That's what I try and tell people. Like I look up an episode because I can't explain it in words. I say it's just conversation. Like what's the line of questions? I'm like, where does, what's the topic? Anything I should know in particular? I'm like, just look it up, brother. It's, it's, it's that's I don't promote myself at all. I literally, where can we find you? Look it up out of the blank. If you want to find it, you'll find it. There you go. And now plug yourself, sir, because we're going to wrap this sucker up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, follow me at Landers, the plane on pretty much everything. Uh, Xbox. If you want to get at me on there, that's also my name. Uh, You can listen to me on American slacker podcast with my co-host, Matt Gertz new episodes. Every Wednesday, Uh, you can find it at Aspodcast.com. We're on all of the Spotify, iTunes, all that fun shit. We also have a Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and see it kind of grow and become a, something a little bit bigger, we always appreciate the support on that.
1: I only had one person out of all my podcasts drop an Etsy page on me. I was like, fuck, never heard anybody talk. Yo, let me see that Pinterest. You, you know, can like get some- at
0: my OnlyFans at uh, Jesse. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like tell us out of farmers only or some Jewish yeah, there seals- you go. meat.com. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank podcast and stay tuned for our next episode.